Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dear Charlotte. Um, I'm happy to have you back and I hope you enjoyed um, my other podcast. And today we're going to jump to the subject of marriage. Um, I'll open up with talking about my marriage. Um, I got married at 18 years old. My husband and I have been together since I was 15, so now um, we're at a point where we've been together longer than we've been apart, Um, and we've been together for over 20 years now, and I'm only 35, so (laughs) that's um, quite an accomplishment, Um, but it has not been easy, and there are millions of reasons (laughs) that it has not been easy. Um, and it's on both sides of um, the coin, for both because of, you know, how he is and how I am and um, things that we had to learn and work through. Um, and, and that's a big thing. That's the big thing about um, staying married. You know, everyone wants to, oh, I want 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years. And it's like, dude, let's just get through the first year. The second year, you know, the fifth year, um, yeah, it's tough. Um, a couple of months ago, we were with our friends, and you know, they're like, <laughs> we were talking about you know being married and stuff like that, and it's like, uh, if we could give someone marriage advice on how to stay married, uh. Just don't leave. That, that's about all you can say to a person, honestly. It's like you, in marriage, you have these days where you just hate them. You look at them, and you're like, what was this? Why did I even, what did I like you for? What, what was that? Why was that again? And then in that same exact day, you could feel so in love and remember all the ooey-gooey moments. Um that you guys had all throughout um, your time together. So, you know, I would say take emotions uh, in marriage with a grain of salt, honestly. Um, you're a human being. Your emotions are all over the place. There's so many things that come into play with how you feel on that day and what you think on that day. What did you watch? What did you eat? Who were you around? Um, what your husband or wife did that day, what the kids did, who talked to you about what. I mean, don't run your marriage based on feelings. Um, You're not going to be happy all the time. You're not going to look good all the time. Um, You have to learn how to stick it out. But anyways, um, that's a whole bunch of different podcasts in um, a nutshell. Today, I want to talk about the idea of till death do us part. And it goes with my advice of, hey, just stick it out. Um, So when I was growing up, and I think a lot of people hear this, um, you know, you always hear about have a rainy day plan, have a rainy day plan. Um, Sometimes they're talking about in finances, but sometimes they're talking about in a relationship. And I think especially in this time of prenups and um, you should be happy and feel joyous too. And 
how you feel overrides the idea of trying to stay together for the kids and um, for the societal pressure of staying with one man and one woman and regardless of what happens, you know, everyone's definitely moved away from tradition. Um, everyone has definitely, or I won't say everyone, several people have this idea that if you're not walking on water every single day in your relationship, if your finances are off, um, if you're gaining weight or losing weight because of your relationship, you don't have the house or the car you want, or you can't uh, go after your career the way that you desire. You don't need to be married. You need to leave that person so that you can get someone that has the same um, ideas as you and um, that will let you live your life and support you in that look. I agree. If you If it's a person that is abusive, a chronic um, cheater, um, and I mean all sorts of abuse, then okay, but come on, just because you can't roam the way you want doesn't mean you need to leave your relationship, and although things are found, um, to be in a, in tradition, as I have been in my marriage, and even as being a parent, just growing up, I understand that there is there is something deeper than tradition. Um, these things have legs to stand on. And as time goes on, you begin to see and appreciate what is meant by this. Um, over time, I've learned that there is so much faulty thinking that I was smothered in. Um, as well as my husband, uh, but I'm going to speak to what I've learned. Um, let's talk about this rainy day plan. In a relationship, a rainy day plan is basically a divorce, really. Um, it's when you have your secret bank account. It's when you have your house on the side or your apartment or condo on the side, and you have a person that you know you will go to if this relationship didn't quite work out the way you thought it would. Um, there's a wealth of options. I mean, I feel like a prenup is a rating day plan. Um, although I understand it as, from a business perspective, it it just it gives you an out. Um, and I feel like in marriage... You're either all in or you're out, in my opinion. So I disagree with having a rainy day plan in a marriage. I think that you should plan things together to do all things, to build businesses, to build a life, to build um, emotional stability. All of those things should be thought of together. And... Um, you know, when you get married, some people believe that they're committed and are hoping that their marriage will stand the test of time. But at the same time, when you have that rainy day plan, you are opening that secret bank account. So my first tip to you is 
don't be double-minded you know and that's having one foot in and one foot out you can't be in two places at once you're either in the marriage or you're out of the marriage and I had to learn that the hard way because I definitely was always trying to figure out okay well if this doesn't work and that doesn't work and I was just thinking hmm, how can I you know get this together the problem with that is that obviously yes you should save money um, but if you're pre-planning for your divorce how can you work on being married um, and if that person is thinking that you're pre pre-planning to leave them they're always on edge and they're in turn thinking about well maybe trying to work extra hard to try to get you to stay or what are they going to do if you leave so then they have to pre-plan you get the problem yeah that's a problem um so my advice is don't do that another thing is i believe the worst rainy day plan includes throwing out the d-bomb and yes that's divorce and i was definitely notorious for this and i want to put a disclaimer out there is that um, if you're in a relationship, um, married, and you are constantly hearing, oh, I want a divorce, or I'm thinking about a divorce, or we're going to get a divorce, that doesn't really mean that they actually want a divorce. Um, I think that it's a low-level, emotional, um, immature way of saying, I don't like how things are going. I don't like how you're treating me. I don't like where our relationship stands. And I want to work on things. I'm unhappy in this situation. Can we work on things? And yes, the mature thing to do would be, hey, to say, I'm unhappy right now. Can we work on this? But in all honesty, we know that most of the time, adults are very immature. And we do not like to be vulnerable. And that can stem from several things, from your the way you were raised to maybe the interaction you have with your spouse. And obviously, um, the way you were raised influences your interaction with your spouse, and you're trying to figure it all out. And so I say that each person, and this is my advice that I give to people all the time, draw into one another when you feel like pulling away lean in, you know, open up and be honest and say, man, like I want to say I am going to leave or I want to leave, but I really, really want to stay. Can you help me to stay with you? Can you help me understand what's going on, where you are? And then in turn, when they tell you, hey, I feel like I don't like you anymore, I don't love you anymore, or I'm not happy in this situation, or, you know, things are not the same, don't get defensive, because you ask them where they are, and so you know where he or she is, and vice versa, and from there, you can say, okay, what's one thing that I can do to draw closer to you, and vice versa, they say, how can... I draw closer to you. So each person is stating their truth and 
you have to lean in and it's so difficult because we're people and we are immature and we don't want to be vulnerable um but this is what you have to do if you want to be married for the long haul you're constantly forgiving constantly um, searching within yourself of how you can fix things and you are constantly becoming more and more vulnerable with that person and that's the scary thing um, about being married is that vulnerability that ability for a person to have power over you because you are in turn giving over some power um, of yourself they are able to dictate how you feel about things and how you feel about yourself. And yes, I know in this time of women's empowerment and all of this good things, and what, why would you let a man or, you know, and guys, vice versa, a woman shouldn't be able to make you feel this or that. Look, we're human beings and yes, people can, Unless you are Machiavelli or something and you just have no ties to anyone and all you're trying to do is come up in the world and be alone, then you have to be vulnerable and open up. Unless you're just going to have very poor relationships and you will get divorced and you'll get married and you'll find out that you just have the same exact problem. It just looks different. But the problem is your lack of um, willingness to open up and be vulnerable. So, um, moving forward with this idea of a rainy day plan, um, for me, the real reason I had my rainy day plan is fear. You know, growing up, I believed lies like no man will stay and that, um, you know, marriages just don't last. I really didn't even know anyone that was married, I don't think. And so, um, yeah, that was something totally new. And I, I mean, I went in it with, I definitely, uh, you know, was wavering, just trying to see how it all worked. Like, you know, my husband, would, he had the idea that, woo, we're just going to be together. We can no, we can't get in trouble for, you know, anything that we do because we're grown now and um I don't think he fully thought about the responsibility and I'm kind of like I came in thinking oh we're gonna work together we're gonna be an egalitarian household you know I'm, a, I'm, I'm not as traditional as he is mentally um but you know I'm like thinking we're gonna work together and we're gonna do and it was nothing like that and so it's funny when you get married and like it's nothing like you think, like, I think people get confused with TV when they just show you the beginning of the marriage. Like, yeah, cool. You get married, you look good. Everyone's there, everyone's celebrating. And then life happens and you have to really live life together. And that's the difference. So um, in order to deal with the disappointments we feel in our marriages, a few things need to happen. And I'm just going to give you three. Three things that need to happen in order to, um, three things that need to happen when we feel disappointed in our marriages. One is you need to get stronger emotionally. You need to learn how to express your feelings, understand how you react when you're sad or disappointed or hurt. Then you can convey that to your spouse. Um, 
if they're trying to understand themselves, so they will not always understand how you express your emotions right away. So you need to understand that first try to get an understanding of who you are. A lot of times people don't even know what they do um, when they're mad or when they're sad. You know, some people completely shut down. And if you're shutting down on a person that yearns um, time and communication, you're essentially ending the whole entire relationship, you know, or if you um, are kind of the person that just starts spewing out the worst type, you know, possible things you can say to a person and that person's really sensitive with words, you have cut them so many times and it's and it's to the point of so many wounds that you cannot heal. There's so many open wounds all from your words. So you have to understand what do you do when you're upset that the number one thing to do is study yourself. And if each of you are studying yourselves and you can let them know like, hey, when I get mad or if I get sad, like this is what I do. And then your spouse can let you know, like, you know, when you do that to me, like, I think it's over or I, you know, I break down and I feel this way. And so then you come up with a solution on, okay, when you're mad or sad, you're going to try to control that, obviously, and you're going to create some self-awareness. But I also understand don't keep pushing you and don't keep like coming at you and, you know, adding fuel to the fire kind of thing. Um, number two, I think you need to delay your comments. Um, this is especially important if you have a spouse that words are very, very serious to them and you can't, you can't just like go back and take it away. <laughs> um, I liken it to, there's a movie called, um, doubt and they have a scene in that movie where, um, Someone goes to the top of the building and they take a feather down feather feather pillow and they rip it open. And when they rip it open on top of this building, it spreads. The feathers just fly all over the place. And um, in that particular movie, they talked about um, that being gossip. But in my mind, those feathers are all of the things that you've said or done to your spouse that you cannot take back. They're out there forever floating. And it will take years to heal some of the things that you said or done to them. So instead of doing that, instead of saying something <laughs> that you will regret, because maybe that's your way of dealing with if you being sad or feeling rejected or whatnot, Delay your comments. Um, criticism or negative comments hurt as they go out and come in. And remember, you can never take what you said back. And that was one of the first things that when we first got married, um, I was told your tongue is a two-edged sword and everything that you say will hurt coming out and going in. And I never knew what they were saying. Like, I, you know, I had a little bit of an idea, but I'm like, as I've grown up and I understand 
how powerful a word is to certain people. I'm like, wow. And you just can't take it back. Like, you can't say, oh, I'm sorry for saying that. Like, it's not that easy for me. If someone did that to me, you know, I'll be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, because I'm kind of like a person where I'm like dusting off some words. Um, but if you do something, then I'm, I'm, I can't dust off of something that you did, you know. So I'm because I'm more of a actions type of person. And so. If you do something like, wow, like that was deep. You took the time and the energy and you made the scheme and you came up back with the lie. And, you know, um, so very much be careful. And the other thing we were told when we first got married is that it's not 50-50. You always hear that. Oh, it's 50-50 in a relationship. It's 100% each. You must give it everything you got every single day. And sometimes it's 100% of what you have, really. You know, let's not think that this 100% means that you're operating in full capacity. No, it's 100% of whatever you have. So if you only have 50% of the energy left to give, it's 100% of that 50. And um, sometimes you're on 20 and it is up to your spouse to give everything they have. And you guys continuously try to build each other up so that you can operate at, at your optimal level. And so you can have a good, strong relationship and be a light and an example to people. But don't let um, the goal of being a light and an example to other people allow you to be fake and pretend that you have it all together. Like we don't. We don't have it all together. We all fall short. We all are humans and we're all trying to figure this out. And every single day you're going to grow. And in a marriage, you just have to stick it out. You know, um, I know a lot of people that are not married and they're, you know, someone's spouse will do something or say something. They're like, oh, I would never take that and I would never do this. And OK, well, you're not married and you're not in a relationship and you're going to have to figure some things out when you are in a relationship and you are going to take some things, some things that you think that you would not take and um, you will understand and you and I would hope that people could understand that the amount of grace and mercy that you have on your spouse or that you would want them to have on you is what you should give back. Like people always want, oh, please don't, don't talk to me that way. Don't look at me that way. Oh, don't do that to me. But then turn right around and do it to, you know, that person. It's an old saying do unto others as you want done unto you and that's how it goes in a relationship too if you want your husband or your wife to think about you and throughout the day or call you with updates or do things that you know you need done then you do that in turn you don't get to get treated and and not treat it doesn't work like that this is a two-way street um you got to give, um, you know, I heard that it's called reciprocity. So whatever you want to be reciprocated to you, you need to dish that out. And um, my last tip is don't treat your spouse like a fallback plan. You know, if you said, eh, you know, I can make it on my own. I can do this. And, you know, sometimes people um, stay married, but they live separate lives. 
you know, you know, she's coming when she feels like it. He's coming when he feels like it. A part of the family when they each feel like it. And, you know, often, you know, she's off in China. He's off in New York. And then they come back and they switch off with the kids and all of that stuff. And, you know, and then maybe they come to a realization of, oh, my gosh, like I'm moving too fast. This life is too crazy. Let me try to go and get my husband or my wife back. And maybe your husband or wife is too far gone, like they're off somewhere else, you know, moving closer in to a different life without you. And you want to come back as, oh, okay, I want my wife back or my husband back and my family back. And sometimes the story does not end like that. And you just think, God, that if you were that person that if your story is that, that you got the opportunity to come back, don't do it again. Do not treat your spouse like a fallback plan. They are plan A, B, C, and D, all the way to Z. And you have to write it out. Write it out. Don't depend on someone else. Don't depend on your best friend or your siblings or your parents or your job or church, know that your plan A through Z is your spouse. And that's what it means to be together till death do you part. That's how you do it. Okay, peeps. Um, I definitely hope that you got something out of this. Um, And I will come back with a poem This poem is called Little Things. So, um, here it goes. I remember the way your eyes would light up when you smiled. And the way you would laugh, it would make me laugh too. I miss all those little things about you. I remember how happiness was just an ordinary feeling. It wasn't something we wished for. It just happened every day. I miss all those little things that have somehow slipped away. But as time went on and the years began to take our their toll, we forgot the little things that filled our hearts and our soul and somehow it all disappeared. I miss all those little things about us during our best years. Life can be hard and it can hurt sometimes. Sometimes we do or say something we never really meant. And before we can take it back, the pain has sunk in. I miss all those little things about us. The things that made us strong and made us promise this forever. No matter what went wrong, if we can remember that love was ours once upon a time and let go of the tough years and heartache and take a moment to rewind, I know we can find happiness that used to fill our lives every day. I miss all those little things that we used to be. Now, people, marriage is hard. The best way to do this is to stick it out. No rainy day plans. No one else's opinion reigning superior to the work that you guys have put in. 
So I'll leave you with that. Stick it out. And as always, be honest with yourself and others. Until next time, see you again on another Dear Charlotte. Bye.